Good evening, everyone, and welcome to a special edition of the Funbox Monster Podcast. I am Tristan, and I am joined not by Matt Awkward this week, but by Damien Maffe of Strangers Pray at Night and the fine film Haunt and Vikos the Impaler. And uh, he did an ad for uh, Jiffy Lube in the 70s. Very sexy. Uh, here he is, Damien. Say hi. Jiffy Lube. <laughs> It goes good on you. Yes, perfect. Um, yeah, so we're going to talk about what I'm led to believe is Damien's favorite movie, or favorite horror movie, shall we say, Black Christmas. You want me to respond to that? Yeah, of course. I want you you to want me to confirm or deny? I want you to confirm or deny whether you uh, like that movie. I am going to confirm. Confirmed. Awesome. Um, this is something we don't normally do, talk about you know, good movies. No, we sure <laughs> we normally talk about kind of the B schlocky type things. This is a little outside my wheelhouse because of its date, number one, and because of its quality. It's like it's a little <laughs> it's a little seventies for my taste. So making it making it a little Let's strike one. That that I don't like seventies horror movies. It's the best decade. You think 70s was the best decade for horror? I well, know. It's, it's the know. best decade for this type of horror. I'm, I'm going to, I I just want to <clears throat> let you know that the last time I was I was on a podcast, <laughs> there in person, Black Christmas came up, mm-hmm. and I wound up throwing a chair at the other guy. And I, I, I had known him, too, but like that was it. I was like, that was it. I'm unfriending you by this, throwing, by throwing a, chair a chair at you. <laughs> That's great. Well, let's hope we can recreate that magic again here today. Um, so if this is a trap. This is not a trap. I actually very much like this movie. Trap me. Um, With that cat. But He's <laughs> the gone. Cat, I can't see him. Anymore. No, the cat is definitely going to still kill you. No, so we're just going to do this as kind of a freestyle. Tell me why why 70s movies? What do you, why what do you dig genre? about? Why do you dig the 70s as a... As an era for for horror movies, uh, you know it's just it's uh look I like eighties movies too and and um, I like all decades when they they did good things within them. <laughs> um, I don't know. I just for me the seventies produced the best horror movies. I can see uh, it. I mean the eighties. Produce the the golden age of slasher movies, right? Which is great and schlock, Thank you for the I think. Yeah. <laughs> the '70s, you know, you had you had Black Christmas, you had Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yep. Uh, you know, you had all uh, very gritty. It, like it all has that kind of that kind of like down to earth, earth tone kind of like the Changeling. Yet uh, fine, yeah. fine Polanski fellow. Yeah, he did uh, uh, one of my favorites. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I'm. I'm not. I, I don't. Th- I, I don't approve of anything he did. But he did do a movie called The Tenant. <laughs> he which did. He I did. do love. And he That's also fa- did Rosemary's Baby. Yeah. Uh, both great. Um, you know uh, that Halloween movie. You know, it's the it's pretty good. Uh, yeah. I, I, I go on for a while, but uh, and then there was there's there was some movies in in the seventies there like The Sentinel, which you feel like it should be as good as the rest of them but it's just not i feel like every time i rented a movie like that as a kid 
I was always like, ah, fuck, it's from this decade, and it's right. like it was always something like the Sentinel, the where you're like, aren't gonna be there. The yep, you're missing, you're missing gore and boobs, and it's and gonna be a slow burn. It's gonna be atmospheric and, and stuff. There are oh. gonna be real actors, which is just a fucking bummer. <laughs> People who know how to read lines. Uh, there, who went there was to some, school. Uh, you know, like uh, "Don't Go in the House" was was yep. 70s, You know, right on the end there. That's uh, <laughs> has no actors in it, and uh, <laughs> that guy's just burning women alive because his mother really abused him. Yeah. So um, okay, so this movie, are, are would you consider yourself like a super fan? Is this like, do you have any deep dives on this? Because there's a lot of background on this movie that isn't in the movie. Like it's basically <laughs> up to it's up to people who love this movie. Definitely to go a super fan. Of it. Find I'm, I'm all of the back where someone me- mentioned something on you know on the social medias <laughs> about Black Christmas and they tag me in. And it's time for you to call them on and their someone misinformation. Made a custom oh, Black yeah, yeah. Christmas, you know, shower curtain. Tag Damien <laughs> in it, so cool. he has to buy it. That's amazing. Like, so my bathroom, I can't put a shower curtain up. There. I, I, I'll <laughs> so who is Billy Lenz? Explain um, this to me. Well, mm. and there was what else I want to say. No, else. no. Was, uh, 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 oh yeah. Uh, um, well, you see, you called him Billy Lens. That's uh, that's lenses. That's that's the remake. Oh, okay, that's, gave him that last name. Okay, was, they uh, gave him the the name Lens. Filthy comes, Billy. Okay, <laughs> all right. Filthy Billy. Perfect. Um, or the Prowler, uh, or as he's credited. Yep, he's also credited as the Prowler. But he's so they had a backstory that they said they had at the time that there was something with like Agnes and Billy, and they were brother and sister, and there was some sort of abuse going on, and Billy killed the parents. This is not. I know that all that stuff exists in the remake, but that right. is also allegedly. But that's the thing is that he keeps saying all this shit. That sounds like somebody who's recreating history. Right. There's the shit about Halloween where he's like, oh, yeah, uh, Carpenter and I work together. And uh, I told Bob Clark. Yeah, Bob about? Clark. And he's like, and uh, I, I pitched to him a sequel wherein uh, he gets out and he goes to a mental hospital and he's super powerful and it's on Halloween and the babysitter kills him. And, well, you know, I, I, was like, I think okay. that's, that's pretty sound. That uh, Really? You, you know, think so? That... Um, Wow, that's crazy. You know that that I've never heard Halloween that from Carpenter, and, though. Well, I mean, is he going to give that's else probably so? That's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, I mean, I'm sure Halloween was, uh, you know, in its original, you know, the seed was probably <clears throat> off the back of Black Christmas. Yeah. I mean, he, holiday murders. He does actually credit Carpenter. He's well, like, I mean, oh, he's that, like, that's oh, yeah, all yeah. in that movie. There, you know, it, <clears throat> you watch Black Christmas a thousand times, you start to, to pick <laughs> pick him out in the background or the shadow and stuff. Yeah, and that's something that that Halloween went on to do. Yeah, it's uh, true. But, I don't know who Billy is. Okay, so uh, we really th- no one knows who Billy is. The 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 secret of this movie is that he is just a mysterious force. Bob and, Clark, you know, he did the he did a commentary for the movie okay. before he uh, died. Um, it's pretty fascinating commentary. It's very um, technical. He, he goes into a lot of the t- the shots and whose perspective this shot is. Uh, it's it's pretty fascinating. He does say it, he. He he, uh, he doesn't consider it a slasher movie. He doesn't even consider it a horror movie, which is ridiculous. That is uh, ridiculous, and that's something that's 
from. But I mean, how could you consider it a slasher movie if slasher movies didn't exist yet? Well, I mean, this this is a commentary he did, you know. Right. It was still when, you know, and it still isn't, you know, horror movies are not uh, high art. So if you can get away with it, you don't want to label your movie a horror movie. Right. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a thriller. It's an elevated murder movie. <laughs> you are, uh, you're trying to make that work. I don't think anyone is going to, going to catch on so to maybe, oh. you know, the slasher um, title came from something else but yeah. it's definitely I mean it it it, it is oh, yeah. it is that oh absolutely whether um, he likes it or not which he didn't <laughs> there's a bunch of stuff in this movie that I that I love um I love the I love the mise-en-scene I love all the stuff in the attic all the stuff in the basement whenever you cut to the killer you've got all this like just like the rocking horse and like the birdcage and all these like Victorian things that yeah. are kind of weird. And when he flips out, he's got and a he little starts, song, <laughs> he's, or, you know, he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's he's always busy. He's, he keeps busy. And I like the, uh, there's a scene in this that is like straight up Argento, which I thought was fascinating. Like from out of nowhere, the, the unicorn murder. Yeah. It was like, like a, a total. I have that shirt too. Giallo. Garter Garbs really took me for a nice. run this uh, <laughs> this year with their Black Christmas and Slumber Party Massacre. Um, Ooh, very nice. Clothing. Yeah. Um, yeah, that killing is so good. It makes me wonder what this movie would look like done by an Argento because it's like such low-hanging fruit because of the Christmas lights to yeah. just do red, green, big, like f- crazy flashy colors and making it a well, really... That's kind of what the remake is, right? The 2006... I, I gotta say, I haven't seen it literally since I saw it in the theater. It's a pretty movie. It's very, very, very beautiful. Very beautiful movie. Really? It's uh, yes. It's it's a lovely movie. It's very cool. Well, I'm gonna hit that. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna hit it. Uh, it's it's quite yeah. They really use the colors well, and uh, oh, it nice. Looks nice. Very nice. That's well. There you go. It is low hanging fruit, and the like. That is the lowest uh, hanging fruit <laughs> possible. And also the skin man. cookies. That's all I remember. I remember, he's yellow. I remember he's yellow. skin cookies and uh, yeah, he had jaundice, some sort yeah. of like some weird condition. And Andrea Martin's in it. Oh yeah, she's back she's, in it. She's the house mother. Yeah. Uh, Andrea Martin of Portland, Maine. Port- yeah, Portland, yeah. Maine's own Andrea Martin. Portland's finest, really SCTV. the finest to ever come out of uh, Portland, Maine. If she and Patrick Dempsey had gotten married and had a kid, that child would have ruled Maine. Oh, he's from Portland. Too. He's also from Portland. There's she, only she, two people from Portland. Um, oh uh, no, uh, Judd uh, Judd Nelson. Oh, Judd Nelson and the guy from uh, Nightbreed as well. Anna uh, Kendrick. She's from Portland. She is from Portland. So I mean, it's just it's brimming. Oh God damn it! With, it is with celebrity. That Damien Maffei lives here. You know, wasn't born here, but he uh, <laughs> he did get lost here and stayed. He did. He <laughs> got trapped here. Yeah, snowed uh, in, snowed in, and never left. <laughs> Okay, so, all right, we got the house mother. This is this character is insanity. Uh, what, like, her backstory is that she was some sort of vaudevillian performer. We in one of the scenes, we actually when he's making the phone calls from her room, we cut to the table and there's a picture of the McKenzie something sisters <laughs> and that's a li- supposed to be her vaudeville singing group yeah yeah and it's odd how that it, there's so much about this movie that they're like 
I have this crazy fucking backstory. You don't get to know any of it. Right. It's like to the casual observer, if you were like watching this movie for the first time, every just depth, just every depth. bit of this shit is just going to go right over your head. You're not going to notice any of that stuff. But it is a, a wonderful attention to detail with the, those kind of little things. And also her her thing where she's a vaudevillian and she's like a performer and all that. So when she drinks, she's literally drinking in a mirror. Right. I'm like. That is that another very nice attention to detail thing there. Where it's like Clark in the commentary mentions that he he, he had to do it too much. That uh, he uh, thinks fishing it out of the toilet. Uh, <laughs> he went to that well well too much. She was she was definitely comedically over the top. I mean, she she you know. I think as, uh, you know, um, Carrie Fisher in the Sorority Row remake, uh, when she's going up against the killer, she says, uh, like, you think I'm scared of you? I run a house with 50 bitches. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Which, I mean. That's, that's a good line. Is it as good as these crazy bitches in this house? <laughs> They'd fuck the Eiffel Tower if they could get up the top of it. No, no, <laughs> it's, that's it's not <laughs> pretty classic. Uh, yeah. So all these crazy calls that keep coming in throughout the movie, it's nuts. It's a it's a big choice. It's a, like a real big swing to yeah. be like instead of just like, hey, I'm going to get you, you know, like when a stranger calls. You know, those kind of like, I know who you are and I know what you're doing and I don't know, like just that kind of thing. Instead, it's like sounds like back masked pig noises yeah. and like somebody blowing into pudding. And like it's really weird. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's maybe too much. It's a lot in there. It's a lot in there. He's got a lot of things going on inside him. He's got a, a lot of people in there. <laughs> There's, there's a lot of emotions and there's a lot of, he's very passionate. He and, is. Um, he's really. He does, you know, when, when, when uh, Barb, you know, Barb's, Barb's yes. know, mouth and mouth and back to him and he just, you know, stops and I'm going to kill you. I'm good. Yes. Yeah, oh, that was. That, awesome. <laughs> that was great. That felt like someone unmasking someone who was pretending to be a psychopath though. Yeah. Like that moment of like, no, I was like, I was doing a bit and now I'm oh, done. Lady, you took it too far. You took it. <laughs> that was the last straw. I was doing a thing, straw. you're being a real Oh, come on. How can this. you? Yes. Totally. Yeah. Yep. Um, Phone call's great. You, you think they're too much. I, 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 another, uh, another question I have for you. Her choker at the beginning. Yeah. That says yes on it. Yeah. What the fuck was that? <laughs> like it's just a very bizarre fashion choice. I I don't know. Huh, fair I mean, enough. I am. I mean, I'm. I. Uh, <clears throat> I'm a super fan of it. As as <laughs> my favorite, and I fought people over it. Uh, you know, both you know, <laughs> online. With she words, always says and then, yes, and then out. Yeah, I think it's. And, I think it's and a, then an actual yeah. person. I fought them. Um, now I'm kind of feeling like I should I should go against this movie, even though I enjoy uh, it. You know, I don't like really like chase people down for <laughs> autographs, but I did chase Olivia Hussey down. She doesn't really do conventions and stuff, but I was like, I got oh man, I got to track this this Hussey down. And uh, how did, did you feel? It, went, uh, it was it was quite successful. She's lovely. 
she's got a crazy history with this movie. Even Margot Kidder was like, this crazy bitch. <laughs> Margot Kidder interviews are basically saying, oh, you know, it was all fine, but Olivia Hussey's fucking nuts. <laughs> Which is an impressive feat if, yeah, if, if from, Margot from Margot Kidder. She said that uh, on set, she was constantly talking about her psychic and how her psychic had said that she was going to marry Paul McCartney and all these other things. Yeah, that didn't happen. No, it didn't, unfortunately. I don't um, know. I mean, she but she, likes her husband now. She seems to. That's fair. I mean, she said uh, the psychic also said that she should do a movie in Toronto, and this one was in Toronto, and that's why she did it. And um, thank you, psychic. See, yeah. Clearly, the psychic knew what was up. Um, without her, we wouldn't have this lovely movie. Um, weird casting. Uh, like, lots of people dropping out at the last minute for this movie. Sure. Um, it's in Canadian winter. It's low budget. What did this guy do a movie called? Uh, you know, uh, whatever his, his yeah. was. Yeah. Well, it was Betty Davis was supposed to be the house mother. She yeah. dropped out. Uh, I was going to say Rhea Butcher. I said that twice. Gilda Radner. Gilda Radner was going to be Phyllis. Like, and then they got the SCTV lady and they were like, yeah, you're kind of the Canadian equivalent of that Saturday Night Live cast member here. <coughs> we'll just use you instead. Um, originally called The Babysitter. Yeah. yeah. Then Stop Me, which is a terrible fucking name for a movie. I'm glad they went with Black Christmas. Um, yeah. This... It feels like there were a lot of extra scenes in this movie. It feels like there was some padding. As beautiful as this movie is, huh. uh, there's a lot of parts of this movie that you I was mean like the turtles. Do you when she's explaining? The no. Turtles. However, I that's great information. I feel, I feel like uh, that scene. I would put money on not being in the script. <laughs> that, like literally, she was literally drunk on set. She was literally recounting information and she was just saying shit. She's like, I watched turtles having sex and everyone's like, Mar- Margo, we, we're, we're really we're, we're recording a thing. Can you please stop? We've got to do the movie. Maybe. How, how yeah. often do you think Margot Kidder was drunk on the set of this movie? Well, I mean, always, obviously. She was fucking amazing in this. She's great. She's great. Um, she makes you feel for her a little bit. She's an asshole. Oh, I absolutely. She's not like the you know like old movies followed afterwards. If you if you're doing a sorority horror movie, you had to have, you know, the bitch. The bitch. Yeah. The the main bitch. She she's <clears throat> not that. That this movie doesn't have that. Nope. She is an asshole. Yeah. But she does. You do kind of feel you feel for her, a little bit towards the end. A little Oh, there's definitely there's a lot of it where you're just kind of like it. I think it all is is her amazing acting. So you're just constantly kind of feeling like, oh, shit. There's as soon as she says something, you can feel that she has some sort of remorse. Like she she gives she gives you that expression where you're like, oh, there's something else going on. And she's kind of sad. And that's why she's doing all this dumb shit, which, again, for a movie like this is kind of a surprising amount of extra work. But. Again, they had that cast that could do this stuff. Yeah. Uh, John Saxon, <laughs> fucking a, come on. He was a late replacement too. I think they went to him originally, mm. and then yeah, they hired a guy who who <coughs> was just experiencing the first onset of Alzheimer's, and he had to. They were worried about his his condition on set, okay. and so they were like. Eh. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to go with somebody else because otherwise we're gonna have to shut down production. So, 
And they got John Saxon. <laughs> Saxon, who is one of those guys that you get at like minute five before you're about to go you know, on. And, and this was before he, he started to <laughs> do... Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Word. Well, Nightmare on Elm Street, you know, that, that, that's a, that, that worked out fine for him. But maybe like Blood Beach or Blood Salvage. <laughs> <laughs> Even though Evander Holyfield did produce Blood Salvage, so I can see why you, you know you sign on to that. Yeah, of course. Um, but you, you know it's a quality movie if Evander Holyfield is involved. Maybe uh, uh, Cannibal Apocalypse is that the one he directed? Wait, Saxon? Yeah. Oh my God, I didn't know that. Cannibal? Some? I think it's Cannibal Apocalypse. Oh my God, who <sighs> directed it? I don't know, man. I, all I know is that he's one of those like Lance Henriksen style actors that just when they come on, they do kind of the same role every time, but it's always perfect. Grumpy they, cop. I mean, uh, John Saxon. <laughs> get the grumpy cop. But he's he's just good. And I, I love the the anecdote from uh, Nightmare where they were like, so uh, which toupee do you want me to? <laughs> Put on for this one. You like this one? Looks a little angry. I liked him in this. I I was at a convention with him in two thousand four or five. Monster Mania. He was there. Uh, I was next to him, and I asked him why he didn't have a Black Christmas stuff, and he said no one ever asked for it. And that back then, I was the only one that ever spoke about Black Christmas. I'd never had a conversation <laughs> with anyone in real life about the movie Black Christmas, but also at that convention, I was talking to someone else about a movie, and I, I looked down at his hoodie, on the thing, and I stopped him, I said, hold on a second, are you wearing a Black Christmas hoodie? <laughs> he said, yeah, yeah, it's my favorite movie. I was like, oh my God, what, what the hell is happening? And I made him turn around, it was the eye and the door frame. Oh man. I was like, wait, I, I never found that thing. That's I should have ripped that's it good off stuff. his back. That's good stuff. But yeah, so that's uh, anyway. That's I mean, yeah, that's yeah. a great image. That's a yeah. That oh, would be the one that I would snag. It's, it's great. It's oh great. my god. Yeah. Th so the tone. How about the tone of this movie? The snap back and forth. Where like, I feel like this thing. One of the reasons that I love this movie. And it's a 70s movie where like something something similar to this, I wouldn't be as much like I want to watch this again and again kind of movie. Um, this one has those snapping back and forth between crazy, brutal murder mm. and like little silly vignettes. The cops at the station where cops Margaret, are great. The, the laughing, the, the laughing one, cop, the it's one great. bad cop and the one laughing cop and then the one straight man. It's a it's a really great Luke Wilson as the laughing cop <laughs> comedy triangle is. Yeah. Yeah. It's Nash. Nash. Poor old Nash. Oh, my so, God. So yeah. The fellatio joke that comes back and everybody's like, oh, we're investigating the dead kid. <laughs> and everybody's snickering while they're in the middle of this investigation of a child murder. I'm like, okay. guys, maybe somber it up a, a touch at this point. But and, no. and, and do you think uh, uh, <clears throat> Filthy Billy? Uh, killed the girl in the park? I don't know. I mean, he hasn't left the 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 house. He did. He did. Did he? he? Yeah. Okay. How do you know this? I forget. Okay. Oh, there's some sort of... Maybe Bob Clark said it. <clears throat> oh, okay. I have to listen to that commentary again. It's been two years. 
I mean, it's a it's a hell of a coincidence if he didn't. I put off listening to that commentary for a long time because I knew in it he said that it wasn't a horror movie. I, I, I didn't want to hear. I didn't want to sit there and hear that. <laughs> I don't want to listen to this kind of shit from you about your movie. Oh, man. So You could be wrong about your movie, though. Oh, I in agree. That instance, I agree. He is. Yeah, no. I, or he's lying to himself. <clears throat> yeah, a lot of, uh, in music school, they used to say that a lot, where they were like, you know, they don't always know what was right about their compositions. Their 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 intention may not be what you're hearing, and blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, I agree. Um, this movie set up a lot of... Uh, a lot of really cool visual things with the plastic and the the tinsel and like all these things. Wait, is it is Matt not here tonight? Because he didn't want to talk about Black Christmas. No, he's not here. Be- uh, okay. No, no, no. Matt's not here because he had a work thing. Okay, and so right. we can only do this on Friday. And I was like, Hey, you're gonna skip another one of these. We'll drop this one in. I hope so. Yeah, I hope so. No, he loves Black Christmas. Okay, something tells me he also really likes the remake. Probably. I know a lot of people. It seems like. <laughs> as long as you love and, and cherish the original, that's fine. Yeah. It's a slasher movie. It's, it's, it's fine. It's fun. It's very pretty. <laughs> does have it Andrea is. Martin. Has Mary Elizabeth Winstead in it. Yeah. She doesn't know what a crowbar is. Really funny. <laughs> she does not. Um, yeah. Anyway, you were saying. No, I was saying. Plastic. I was saying about the plastic, the returning themes of the like. The Christmas tree with all the all the oppressive like uh, angel hair stuff on it, yeah. and all of these reflective things. It keeps coming back, and then they keep using the corpse that has been strangled by the bag. Yeah, it's it's a it's a really weird because it's a monster in the house where they're everything's stuck in a single sting, single location. You lock the door. You've got a malfunctioning lock as part of your part of your story arc. Uh, it's cool. It's a. It's just a. The asphyxiation, the like, the compression. It's. Mm-hmm. It's just a. It's a cool overarching plot idea, wow. and I like. I like that when there's a metaphor that doesn't smack you over the head, and this one feels like it's kind of like on the outskirts, but it is still very clearly intentional. Yeah. So yeah, that's all. Okay. So Black Christmas, great movie. For a second, a, a, a feminist piece. Do you believe that? Yeah, sure, sure. I mean, I know a man directed it and wrote it. Um, then that's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in you know, in a nice future, we'll have women writing good pieces Rabid. with men. Did you, have you seen Rabbit yet? The remake? Yeah. No, I really want to see that. Okay. Seems awesome. I like those two. But yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Those two crazy twins that direct love awesome the first one. Movies. So uh, yeah, you know. exactly. It wasn't exactly was my that? favorite. It's movie. not very good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, this, it's uh, um, Jess. Uh, she's involved in a, a relationship there where the guy's telling her what. Yeah. She's going to do. Going to do with her body. Going to do with her life. She says. And she's like, you, you, you uh, just because your plans change doesn't mean mine are. <laughs> He says, "I mean, it's a you know, feminist piece. It's a human, you know. Yeah, I mean, it is because we'll get, we're going to get married, <laughs> is yeah. what he says. Zach <laughs> on the spaceship. His actual line is, we're going to get yeah. married, as opposed to, will you marry me? Like right. a human being might Boom. say, we're going to get married. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was that was an odd one. 
there's a lot of abortion stuff in this. Like it heavies it heavies this thing up pretty pretty roughly. Yeah. If if that wording makes any sense, I don't it's know. Like having it, a wart removed. <laughs> yes. Um, I don't believe it's just like having a war. No, that was that is a line from the movie, and which that is he a says on the phone. He says on the phone, and then is repeated by Billy, which is brilliant. Uh, which is that when she kind of knows something. It's so like, oh real. no, this must like, be this must be Peter. That's only something that he could because he think. said it before. So how yeah. else would it have happened? But the answer is because Billy is two feet above me, hanging out, listening to you through the vents. Yeah. Um. Yeah, creepy as fuck. Was this before uh, when a stranger calls? Oh yeah. When oh, was yeah. that? That was like ah, like still still seventies though. Yeah. Okay, so this was the first of the 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 calls Absolutely. are coming from inside Absolutely. the apartment trope. Absolutely. I when mean, a stranger calls, does that first twenty minutes is fantastic. I mean that. Yeah. That movie kills that. It is then followed by a really, really boring hour. I agree. And then like a little thing at the end. And then a sequel that's out of control. A sequel which is much better. Still has its problems, but it's much better. Nutter butters. Yeah. The the dude painting himself up to look like the walls. It's crazy. It's a great he's, idea too. He's doing blackface ventriloquism. <laughs> like, yeah. oh my god, it's you nuts. could not cram more insanity into a movie. That movie doesn't get the the, the credit for being nuts. <laughs> it deserves. It deserves. A While lot the of original, credit. everyone's like, yeah, man, it's classic. It's amazing. Really, you should watch it's, it again. Yeah, it's really, really <clears throat> boring. It is. It is really no, no, boring. It's like a deep. You know, you get into the psyche. No, no. Yeah, it's boring. Yeah, I agree. I feel I'm I'm almost positive that that movie. I, I I've not seen that confirmed anywhere, but that movie was was a different script, and then they slapped on this babysitter thing to cash in on on you know the upcoming slasher kind of in the house craze. I mean, honestly, post Halloween, a big. Uh, this could be a Hallmark movie. Like that could be like yeah. <laughs> entirely a Hallmark. I'm movie sure that's what it was. Slapped kind of on TV beginning thriller. and end. Yeah. Hmm. True. Probably already had Charles Durning in there. Oh, Charles Durning! What a fucking treasure! Just that an absolute goddamn treasure. treasure. Just a treasure. Give me more of that. Um. So. <laughs> Give me more of that. Give me he was more. On Will and Grace. You, you watch Will and Grace. I will probably do that because I like him that much. I don't think um, he was on for. I mean, he was on there, but I don't know how long. You should probably check and see. <laughs> I will. It's Kevin Bacon is also on there. <laughs> That's really weird. Um, so and Veronica Cartwright. Okay, is this? My wife likes Will and Grace. I think at the end of this movie, we've got the, the some of the most terrible police procedural errors I've ever seen. Where they're like, they all gather around her. She's all drugged up after she's like, she's killed, you know, she killed Peter, assuming he was the killer. Can we talk about, can, can, I, can yeah. I bring something? I want to talk about, because uh, often um, I, I see on the internet the final girl discussion or, right. you know, the best one, this and that. It's Laurie Strode, Laurie Strode, who, it's, I don't it's know if you know, Ellen doesn't Ripley, do anything that's okay. in it's, it's Ellen Ripley. Sure, sure. But before Ellen Ripley. <laughs> okay. Before Laurie Strode didn't do anything in Halloween, and then a bald man had to come and save her. That, uh, um, unfortunately, you are correct. And then she was like, the boogeyman? I was like, what are you, six? 
Uh, <laughs> she didn't say that. He said it. The kid. She said, asked if it was the boogeyman. No, the kid asked if it was. She the asked if it was the boogeyman. Oh no, you're right. She did. She's like, "What that the boogeyman? <laughs> what? Yes, yeah, I, I think that's what's the boogeyman." Cat has, has inched closer and closer to me, and now he's just staring right at me. <laughs> oh yeah, every time I do a bad Donald Pleasance impersonation, he gets close to the mic. Um, he loves it. After Jess. <laughs> <clears throat> After Jess um, kills Peter, he's on the phone oh. with Nash. Okay, okay, and he tells her, "Miss Bradford, the calls are coming Congress. from in the house." Yes. All right, so and she's 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 she drops the phone. <clears throat> she's in the house with the complete psycho who's 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 got like eighteen <sighs> people inside of him. Yes. Okay. He's probably you know she lots was, of people are missing. True. Probably because of him. She was. She was already terrified when she didn't know anyone was dead. Right. She was at the point of what she called terror yeah. at the time when she knew there was a child dead in the park. There had been a rape victim somewhere else. That was all she knew about. And her friend is missing. This that's all. Completely bonkers, motherfuckers. And upstairs. now, now upstairs. she's convinced that someone's dead. He's upstairs. Yep. Front door is right there. She yep. goes for it. She turns around. To get her friends. She yep. calls up it's there. a good point. It's a heartbreaking moment she calls up there. And you, with each call, her voice gets more panicky and pleading. She knows. Yep. She knows. She still goes up there. Not out of stupid horror movie slasher thing yeah. where you're wandering into the, hello, is anybody there? And she didn't just keep she, calling the name over and over she again. She goes up there to get her asshole friend. Yeah. Now, they're all piled up on the bed <laughs> they and, are. and crazy, crazy eyes, which is one of the, you know, the great moments there is that. Yeah, that, that one, <laughs> that one creepy eyeball. So I just wanted to mention that. No. That she's, she's legit. No, I think you're right. I think that is, as far as that goes, it's, it is definitely one of the most. She's not just running. It's, you yeah, know, it's, all, it's a very definitive trip. action. She, you know, they all run in the trip and then. They get back to the corner and then they kill the guy. Hell, I've been in that. Movie. All right, <laughs> you've been in I a couple. I backed them into the wall until they finally the claws come out and they get all beep on you. you know? <laughs> they finally blow like, your blow your face off. Yeah, or hit you with the bat <laughs> while you're just swinging on a truck. Mm-hmm. All right, what a bunch she of dicks. Turns, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all this slasher villains' weakness is, is, is teenage women. It's true. <laughs> They're kryptonite. Oh my God! Yeah, so she she does go upstairs, and I love that moment when she she opens the door. She sees everybody on the bed. Yeah, she's like, "Oh fuck!" And then she sees him behind the yeah. door. He says his creepy, "Don't tell Agnes that I've been, Billy's been bad or whatever the fuck it was." Yeah. And then she just slams the door, and she's just like, <laughs> "I that was beyond enjoyable." The, that yeah, that yeah. little tiny bit of payback was was great, but as far as the decision to have no actual payback in this movie, that's weird. Did he ever address that on the on the commentary? Where it was, so basically, I mean, anybody listening to this has seen this movie. This, if you haven't, there's no reason you would be listening to horror podcasts. But I mean, it's. So it ends. She's killed Peter thinking that he was the killer. He is obviously. I've run into more people than you'd ever want to know that have not seen it. 
That's bizarre. I have led. I have made. I, what I literally the changed is. the format of this podcast because I figured everyone has seen this and we're not going to worry about Three it. Three people I know, I, I can confirm, who have watched it in the last two months because of me. Huh. And, you know, good, decent human beings who <laughs> are, are they horror like, fans. Are they like teenagers? No. No. Not at all. Oh, fact, my God. Probably, you know, close to my elderly statesman. Um, and, and they're always like, I have a confession to make. I've never seen the Black Christmas. And then I'm like, uh, well, I don't want to, you know, I, I want them. I don't want to wanna burn down your house, like, but you should probably see this movie. Listen, that's your you've that's you failed so far. <laughs> but, you know, just get it, you know, turn off all the lights, make sure the sounds up. Get into it. Absolutely. Um, so, and there are other people out there because I see, you know, kids and whatnot are, are like, why is everyone upset at this new Black Christmas movie that's coming out? They're like, oh, wait a minute. There's two others. Oh, yeah. So they're making another Black Christmas movie. Yeah, it comes out in two days. Oh, shit. Oh, how, how apropos. Slay girls. Interesting. Um, well, no, because so this ending is is non-committal. We right. basically have her knocked out in bed. She's still unconscious. All the police she killed her boyfriend. She has killed her boyfriend. All the cops have left except for the one on the porch. There's no one sitting. She's with killed her. her boyfriend, who was not the killer. But I mean, he, but he also, wasn't so great. That was the other thing. Is that it would be okay to end this movie because I feel like the non-committal ending works when you're like, oh no, she's going to wake up and find out that she murdered her boyfriend and she's going to be devastated. Yeah. She'll wake up, find out that she murdered her boyfriend, and go, wow, I got away with it. Awesome. Thank God, because this guy was a he fucking was becoming a real bomb. problem. This guy was dangerous. Real problem. Like, thank yeah. God I outweighed him. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's funny. When I first when I was first watching that, I was like, oh my God, is that the Beastmaster? Oh no, it's not the <laughs> it's not the Beastmaster. No, no. It's 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 two thousand one space. Yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's, uh, it's him. It's that dude. It's yeah. The guy, the guy I talked to Hal. It's so weird. It's such a it's such a weird thing to end a movie without any closure. So Billy's still in the house. Evil wins. Sometimes evil, it happens. Evil wins in this one, and and he's he's you know has he killed her? Because the cop they leave right. cut off the lights exactly. They they're outside. We don't know. They're standing watch outside. They're waiting for the parents to show up. Yep. They called the parents. Okay. So they're waiting for it, but. The phone rings, which he's at it again. Is okay. he at it again? Has he has he killed her? And then he's making another phone call. That right, seems to be could we'll be. To find out in the sequel. <laughs> the, no, the Called actual, Halloween, the direct sequel. Uh, not the the remix. Uh, Why well, Blumhouse didn't choose to do a direct sequel to Black Christmas, like they did Halloween? Why did? Oh, Blumhouse wait a minute! Is, is is putting out the the Black Christmas? Is remake. this is this a sequel? No. Oh, okay. No, it's oh. a, it's 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 completely different. Oh, okay. And the writers and directors have gone online well, and, and explained why they chose. Well, to do of this. course, it has to be different because the the plot of this movie. This is the golden age of limited technology, which is for horror movies is awesome. It's a wonderful thing for these movies and the 80s movies where it's like, oh my God, we can't get to a phone. How are we going to call the police? Now, of course, the the problem is every single movie has to address the cell phone debacle at every, you know, haunt. 
had to everybody has to you always their, get rid of the cell you got to put the phones into a lockbox you got to do a blah, blah 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 and and so in this it just it creates all of these problems that would be perfect for horror movies and unfortunately we've solved a lot of these problems yeah. for horror movies with GPS and with the, you know all of these Carrie Elwes in it what's that Carrie Elwes is in it this remake coming out oh no kidding huh he sucks it's not his fault. If you're referring he to sucks. Saw, it's because they used all the B-roll footage that was supposed he to be warm-ups. When they announced they were doing or interested in... Uh, in uh, my wife's going to roll her eyes. Oh, <laughs> no. When they were doing... Um, uh, what's the name of that movie? Princess Bride. Yes. Doing a Princess Bride remake. And yeah. Gary Elway's tweeted, um, there are so few perfect films in the world. It would be a shame to damage this one. Like a day after the Black Christmas remake came out, I was like, "You motherfucking, you, you have know that balls, he, you know that's what he's talking about." He's not smart enough to. He's talking about Black Christmas, and he's intentionally. Yeah, no, he, he was like, he shared the Princess Bride article, and then with the tweet. Yes, because that's what remakes do: is they damage the original movies. Like when you when a, I don't know if you know this, but when a remake comes out, you yeah. can no longer access the original movie. It disappears. I mean, that's what happened to me with Strangers. Yeah. I I watched that second one, and I was like, "Well, that good movie's gone. All I have is that second piece of crap just in my head." I know it, me. Get away from me. <laughs> I will say, I all joking aside, Strangers, Pray at Night, <laughs> fucking great. Liked it a lot more than the original. It's got thirty nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I've said it many times. <laughs> But so we've talked about we've talked about the Black Christmas. I did want to since I have you here, we might as well talk about Haunt, which is a fucking great movie. And I don't I mean, now everyone has that's a thing there with Scott and Brian, the directors had come up with backstories for the villains, but (laughs) didn't tell us about them. Didn't tell the actors. Yeah. And they were like, you know, uh, we know sometimes, you know, actors want to know the backstory. Oh, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> fuck do I care? Is it going to help me in any way here? To know he's a tattoo artist? Uh, yeah, would that way. Yeah, the way that the way you I use the pitchfork? I knew it. Like, jabbing motion? When I was watching that, I was like, tattoo artist would have would have really buckled in on that this a little differently. This guy obviously doesn't know his backstory. <laughs> That's what I was thinking the whole time. I was like, these are a bunch of motherfuckers that never learned their backstory. Yeah. No, the movie is great. We did we did a an unspectacular screening of it here in Portland. Yeah, uh, which I think is going to be regretted by a lot of people because I, honest to God, this is this is no joke. I think this is going to be considered a classic movie. Those uh, turds that didn't show up, they will all go. Oh, why wasn't I at Army of Darkness? Uh, I didn't care until later on when other people told me it was good. They all filed in to see the lighthouse. Yeah, fucking black and white movie. I know. <laughs> and also, holy shit! So, Haunt. I feel bad that it never got the theatrical release that it deserved because watching it in a theater, you understood what the sound design was for. Yeah, sound it, design's great. It was great. Bat shit. It was like. It was like being in a haunt. It was all of the noises were like the jump scares were were obvious and big, but they were also very effective. And it it created that atmosphere where you felt like you were in a fucking haunted house. There was a big mist, big mist thing there. Not not being able to see it. Oh, my God. 
It's because just the way the movie plays and and the sound, you know, having so that that's you know that's I, a missed thing. But it is. I watched what it. it is. I watched it on. Uh, I watched it digitally first. Like I saw it. I saw it on a small TV first, and I was like, "What a great movie!" And then we saw it in the theater, and I was like, "Oh fuck! Wow, this should have gotten a theatrical release." Uh, too yeah. bad, but. I definitely think that down the road, people are going to be very stoked about this movie. I, I've not heard anything really. Uh, you know, uh, no one has no one has messaged me to tell me that it's uh, terrible. Um, <laughs> few people, you know, hit us up <laughs> with the strangers uh, tell us that. Oh, that's so fascinating. Always too. The people that share that with you. You've but, always got to uh, love it when someone feels like they need to tell you that your artistic output you is bad. Suck. I feel good. Like when uh, when the uh, there's this dude from Rue Morgue who is this rockabilly guy, and he reviewed our uh, he reviewed the first Bees record, and he was like, eh, "It's a DIY piece of crap." And I was like, "Yeah, it's a fucking punk record, buddy." And it turned out that all he listens to is rockabilly you know and death metal, Tomb Dragomir. You think that's his birthday? <laughs> yes, one hundred percent. That's his tomb, Dragomir. <laughs> yes, and he didn't. I like was it. like motherfucker, yeah. and he didn't listen to it either because he was like, "Ah, it's songs about gypsies and whatever." And it was like, "Oh, that song was about shoveling snow," and we gave it a dumb name. So you clearly didn't listen to the fucking record, oh, you bastard. It is a shame. Either way, it's a good record. People listen to it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, haunt is. Uh, you know, it's it's it's. Um, I see people people digging. I mean, Selena Gomez liked it. I mean, good God, <laughs> I saw that. Selena Gomez was like, was a pretty good movie. She's like buddies with Eli Roth, I think. Oh. She was in that. She was in that Aftershock movie. Did you ever see that? With the he was in it. Yes, the earthquake thing. Yeah, stuff. she's as a cameo in there. It's very odd. That was actually um, kind of a fun movie. I seem to very mean spirited, but it, yeah. it is kind of uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Shocker, Eli Roth made a mean-spirited movie. And that's... So this is one of the reactions that I've gotten about Haunt, like from the the screening and things, when people were saying all... Like, when people left the screening, they were basically like, I was really surprised by this. I think everyone saw Eli Roth, and they were like, oh, it's going to be hostile. It's just going to be one of these very mean-spirited, you know, like, just in-your-face, you know... He did the house with the clock in the walls. Well, yeah. Eli Roth's a change, man. I mean, that was a mean-spirited movie. <laughs> well, yeah, it was, mean, you know, it was mean-spirited to the ghost of Edward Gorey and uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. That was not they liked it. The the eight people. Yeah, the the eight people. Yes, the eight people who showed up to the <laughs> to the showing, fucking loved it. And some of the people who went there out of like responsibility to me, where they were like. Well, I should probably go or he's going to be sad. Those people, um, they were like, holy fuck, what a good movie. So it was it was a big surprise to no a lot of the people. I have no around here. Can you imagine? Like, what, how is it even possible? Dude, Portland. The whole reason I came here was. Portland, Maine. What the fuck? Small town so I could just be like, you know, wave my hand. People come running. You know, it's, it is so hard to get projects off the ground in Portland and get people to pay attention. We have we have run into this time and time again. The only the only time we ever managed to really like slam dunk any screening that we did, we did Texas Chainsaw with Gunnar Hansen fifteen years ago, yeah. and and that was a slam dunk, sold out. You know, you know, all that fucking hey. guy, <laughs> unbelievable. 
Gunner was the goddamn best. But uh, but yeah, it's it's weird. It's like it's it's a strange little small town that is not as hip as we think it is. Yeah. On the outside, you look at it and you're like, oh, my God, this is going to be this is like such a cool little town. And yeah. then it's like not for this stuff. It's not for this stuff. It's for it's for, for other, other things. It is. Yeah, it's like, more um, uh, uh, like um, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, more twee stuff. If you start, <laughs> if you start going down the list of like, like for more, food, if a food thing, if you've got a food thing, like if you want like like kind of douchey expensive <laughs> food, <people laughs> or cocktails with leather bitters gluten, and like, <laughs> like not like a gluten free thing, you're gluten free. I am. Are you? No, no, you're free of a bunch of stuff. I'm free of everything else. Though. The whole the whole city. I'm free of free. all my responsibilities, with the exception of gluten. I'm still very responsible to gluten. I fucking love gluten. God, it's the goddamn best. <laughs> Would you like to? Speaking of gluten, no, it's just a shitty transition. Do you want to talk about your new thing that you're doing? You want to mention this? Right. There's, uh, yes, there's I'm a on remake. gluten now. <laughs> uh, Fuck you. There's a remake of Wrong Turn. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, one of the of finest franchises in horror. I mean, <laughs> there are six of them. You're just finding that out now. There are six Wrong Turn movies. How? I love the no wrong one knows. I love the wrong turn movies, and I did not know that there were more than four. <laughs> no one knows how they justifiably got past three. The Henry Rollins one is that's two fucking great. But Joe Lynch directed that, you know. So at least there's there's like some sign of oh yeah that were you know, and that's like a fun slasher flick. It looks you know real gritty and kind of cheap but it's, yeah uh, it's got some it's got some digital stuff from the yeah. era that you're like oh that's, that's kinda, a reality show it's kind of cringy it's got all those kind of elements that you're like oh this but but, yeah. but yeah. now After in the same that. way that those 80s movies where it's like we're getting killed at a pac-man competition or whatever you're like oh this right. is fun because it's of its time right um yeah so uh we do uh we do the the wrong turn there Wrap that in uh, mid October. Wrong turn foundation. The foundation. The foundation. Um, I don't know how much I can say about it. So okay. So I'll say that it is. There was a turn. Very different from okay all the other wrong turn movies. All right. And I don't just mean good. I mean very, very, very different. There's some depth to it. Uh, yeah, it's a smart one. That one. That that there is a, a smart one. It's a thinker. Uh, it's a real, yeah, you're, you're a real thinker we got going on here. Um, yeah, yeah, and you talk like that the whole time. That's right? my voice. In that's, it. that's I am speaking in it. So, hey, well, I do speak in the movie box office quite a bit. I poison quite a bit of chatter. <laughs> we'll see how that works out for us. Uh, yeah, it's, it's very different. It was, it's it's cool. Uh, it was a great group. Uh, it was a lot of return people from. There's somebody crazy in that movie. Uh, lot crazy. Matthew Modine's Matthew in Matthew Modine's in, in that fucking movie. movie. That motherfucker's tall. <laughs> Is he really? Yeah, he's like 6'4 or something like that. I was like, you're taller than me. Damn it. Joker? I had to tell him, I said, you know. What, do you think you're some kind of a joker, you said? No. He would like that. <laughs> he would like me saying that. I told him that my brother, who used to wrestle in high school, used to watch Vision Quest every <laughs> single fucking day. For eight or nine months. I Why? got so tired of Matthew Modine's face. Because Vision <laughs> Quest was like the wrestling movie then. It might still be. I've never seen it. What is it about? It's a wrestling movie. Okay. It's a high school wrestling. <laughs> okay. This guy okay, wrestling okay. out of his weight. 
Really? Yeah. And that's what it's about. Tim, Linda Fiorentino. Why did I think it was some sort of sci-fi movie? Well, because like the the phrase vision quest is like a Native American. Yeah, thing, it's kind right? of a, yeah. So maybe that's it? It's maybe that's that. it. No sci-fi, just wrestling. <laughs> well, I'm glad I didn't see He's it. on a vision quest. And there is like a accidentally Native American it. friend or something. Ugh. I haven't really seen it in a while. <laughs> because Sounds. I saw it 300 times <laughs> when it came out. Anyway. Was he thrilled to hear that you were sick of his face? Yes. <laughs> he, was, he was pleasant. He was pleasant. Nice. Pleasant guy. No, that... I, Tall, I'm, too. I'm actually really stoked about this movie. I'm, Bill I mean, Sage is in it. If anyone knows Bill Sage, Bill Sage was in uh, We Are What We Are. It's a father in that. Is that what the name of the movie is? Cannibal movie, Jim Mickle. Um, he's in Bone he's Tomahawk. Happen Leonard? Nope. No. Bone Tomahawk's great. That's also by the same producer, John Wagner. Yes. Okay. But different. Bone Tomahawk was great. Yeah, but we're if not that's, talking about Bone Tomahawk. If that's the way no, that they're I love going, Bone if that's the kind of like creepy, like, ugh. I culty wish. stuff. Oh, that would be fucking great. Mm, I wish I was in Bone Tomahawk. You know what? Let's go back. We've got a rotoscope guy that did, works did, across uh, the street. Uh, makeup for Haunt did Bone Tomahawk. Really? That that makeup was phenomenal. In Haunt? Both. This guy, this, yeah, this guy okay, are. that scene in Haunt was fucking disgusting. And it what was scene? longer, right? What? The one that they the one that they just alluded to. The the hammer scene. I don't. Oh, spoil, that's not my kill. I don't spoiler alert. That. I don't talk about that. But yeah, oh, no. that uh, hammer. Well, that's not them. That is. There was two different effects groups on there. There was those guys. There was Chris and Hugo who did like Starry Eyes, Bone Tomahawk, yeah, yeah. Star Trek. Now, um, they did all the the prosthetics. Yeah. And then there was Tolan Effects that did all the gore stuff. And oh, okay. The, and the you know like I showed you the, like the seamless fucking head that they did of me insane so they did all that stuff and they did um, they were on wrong turn too I, I don't know about that scene I don't know if it was any longer I think I think it was but or I oh mean, well, well, I mean I did, yeah I mean I, I told you like <clears throat> uh, yeah I saw some crazy shit on that set like crazy like I can't believe this is happening in front of me right Ugh. now like, but I, I didn't see that one but I saw them uh, her the first one when she melts like she she drives the poker into the girl's head yeah uh, it just melted like the face I was like speechless it was incredible I was like oh my god this movie yeah uh, and saw some other crazy crazy stuff going on there I mean those guys fucking went to it and like looking at my seamless head there the life cast they did yeah I mean those are talented guys they're from uh, Pittsburgh. But yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, are they, they all Pittsburgh Art Institute guys? I don't know. I wonder. They have a really good effects school there. I mean, obviously with the Tom Savini school as well. They might be. I I, I like them. I, I <clears throat> talk to them. Uh, you know, I, I really talk more about myself. I didn't really ask them about themselves. No, I don't blame you. I, um, I, that's how I do things too. I mean, I'm in the life cast anyway, so I'm like, <laughs> I'm I'm seconds away from punching myself at, like ramming everyone with. You know, you know, I did that once. I, I literally was in a life cast and I had a freak out. I, and it came out and it was like a Cronenberg face. <laughs> I did you, you, couldn't, you couldn't? I couldn't do it. I, I lost it. And then it literally... How the far al- into it? It had to be really far because the alginate was like this... It hardens. It, it was hardens. this close to set because, you know, the hard part on the outside was crispy. And then you've got the alginate inside. 
And I was like, were your your arms pinned down? They were not. I was wondering if that was a part of it. Were your arms pinned down? Not like pinned down, but like they wrapped. They wrapped my body in like saran wrap. So like my arm, like my, I can move my hands, but not my arms. Oh, those sons of bitches. Yeah, I mean, that's diabolical. Oh my God. <laughs> and I've had it done before and it you, was never an issue. Do you think that was Eli Roth that was like, yeah, yeah do something really fucking creepy to him where he can't. <laughs> I, I, Look how sick these bastards were. What a, what a bunch of sadists. That's I I came close though. Came I might close. have lost my mind if that happened. The thing is, if I'd ever gotten through one successfully and then realized, oh right. And after I fucked one up, after I was like, get it off. And and I just <laughs> tore, tore the thing off me. And I realized how quickly you can get out of them where you're like, yeah, oh, yeah, I'm yeah. going to suffocate. It's like, oh, no, I'm totally not because I can get it, out. Know, like, it's it not like, Bondo. It's it has just little holes in my nose. I'm like, what if something flies in there? And like, I can't breathe. <laughs> and it was just insane thoughts. And I'm like, this is absolutely ridiculous. And they're talking to me the whole time. And I had a friend in the room who's who's talking uh, to us. You know, and I was like, that's it. Like, I'm, I'm, I gotta, I'm calling it. I'm calling it. I was like, no, because then I won't be able to do the movie. Right, like they exactly. They fired the other chick because she said the mask was too claustrophobic. <laughs> uh, I was like, I want to do the the haunt. I want to do the devil. Yeah. So yeah, I made it through. I don't know how. But good I job. It. It's. I mean, once you've done it, you've done it, man. It's. I think. I think that really for me. I think if I, I think had next time, I'm gonna have to take like ooh like, uh, quaaludes, quaaludes or something. Nice. Or just be like, just knock me out. Just knock me out. Prop me up. Can they, as effects artists, they are completely licensed to give you gas. No, just hit me with something. Oh, in yeah, the movies, yeah. people are always just hitting people and knocking them out. I mean, it's that easy. <laughs> that's that's Hollywood for you. Just yeah, all the time, just smacking people out. Uh, it's so easy to do. It is. I I learned that from uh, Gilligan's Island, and you your memory comes back with the second coconut. I think it was uh, the movie uh, Conspiracy Theory. I think. Okay. Mel Gibson is that is that it? Mel Gibson and Julie Roberts? Maybe is this a movie. I, I think I think you're right. I don't think you he, made it up. He he chops the guy in the back of the head in the front seat, and the guy goes like that. <laughs> but then he's like, "Are you out?" And the guy's like, "No." <laughs> but he pretended to be. I was like, "That's great." <laughs> that that's, guy just like <laughs> okay. That's actually very funny. That's great. Yeah, that's everyone should funny. check that movie out. It's just like, listen, I'm. I don't want you to knock me yeah. out, but I will pretend to be asleep for you. I just don't. I will not do anything. And I think that would be me. Good. That would be me in real life. Somebody tries to knock me out, they would fail, and I'd go, listen, I'm just gonna pretend you knocked me yeah. out and do whatever the fuck you were gonna do. Yeah. All right. Absolutely. <laughs> we're cool. I have no problem. Rob the place. Whatever. Oh my god. Well, yeah. Wrong turn. Uh, foundation. Check it out. It's gonna be a nationwide. Uh, huge, uh, huge release the billboards know, all no over New York City. Uh, there's other people in it too. Other uh, me, there the, the ghost from Haunt is in it. A um, bunch of young, young, uh, attractive people are in it. Um, uh, Emma Dumont from uh, a Marvel show called um, Gifted. Is that a show? Yes. Yeah. No, no, you did on not. That. She's on that. It was when and, they were um, trying to pretend they weren't doing X Men stuff, right. but they really were. Charlotte Vega of uh, the Lodgers and other oh cool things is wow it. they're all delightful that's a that's a star-studded cast it's studded <laughs> with stars it's studded with stars that's amazing well, including oh. uh, Cutthroat Islands Matthew Modine okay oh, oh my fucking god 
Oh my god, I forgot he was in that. Yeah. Did, did you bring that up to him? No, I no, bet you I did not. Like that's probably That's probably the problem. one where you get punched in the face. That's I probably maybe maybe yep. his career. Yeah. <laughs> 47 meters downs, Matthew Modine. Okay. Eh, that's downs. a movie. Downs. Um well then thank you. Thanks for showing up. Thanks for having me on talk about Black Christmas. This it's, was fun. Uh, it's great. Everyone should check it out. And uh, yeah, check out the the 2006 remake and and also seriously know, though, do watch Haunt. Flick. Do fucking watch. Oh Haunt. yeah, yeah. Check out Haunt. It's right right now. It's on Shutter. It's on Shutter right now, and it's it is Shutter. awesome. You probably get a free trial for Shutter, <laughs> yeah. and then forget, and then they'll just start billing you. Just watch every one of the Joe Bobs too. Yeah, you know, you got stuff on Shutter. Shutter's pretty cool. There's actually a movie just came on Shutter called Deadly Games. Okay. Uh, which no one saw, but it's like Home Alone meets Rambo type deal. Yes. It's crazy. Yes. So there's stuff on Shudder to, to check out. You got the Slumber Party Massacre. You got all three of them on there probably. Um, yeah, you got a couple of the Silent Night Deadly Nights for the holidays. Do you have Garbage Day on there? <laughs> uh, but don't watch that movie. I don't even think it's funny to like ironically watch that thing. What was that? Garbage Day. I don't know anything about that. Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 2. Oh, oh. So, uh, garbage yeah, Day. Yeah, sorry. It doesn't, yeah, come yeah, on. Sorry. Uh, why'd you make me say it? Because uh, I thought it was fun. <laughs> uh, but, just, you know, it's on Amazon and stuff. And, yeah. Uh, it's on DVD. It's not a Blu-ray. <laughs> it's on I don't know why. I don't know what's going on there. But I love fun. that. That was a real fuck you and to that I, movie. I think, I mean, originally I was like, I hope they put the soundtrack <laughs> out. But, I mean, so I yeah. don't know. Anyway, well, that's awesome. Thank you again. We'll uh, we'll be back with another one of our normal ones. But thank you for doing back this. To the shit pile we'll after this. <laughs> back to the shit pile. No, we're doing Christmas Evil next. So totally, we're not going back to the okay. shit pile. Okay, that's a great movie. I do have a Christmas Evil shirt as well from Cavity Colors. It's gorgeous. Awesome. It's better than the movie. The shirt. <laughs> one of John Waters' favorite movies. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Thanks, Damien. Good night.